especially this fall, I was just really in my business instead of working on my business. So having that white space was a blessing and felt really good and exciting. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Gather in Growth. I am so grateful to be here with you today. Today is, I put this in air quotes, a solo show. But if you've been following along with what is going on in life lately via my Instagram stories, you know I am in one heck of a season. I have myself a newborn and being a newborn mom while also being a working mom is something I've never done before. And y'all, it is hard. It is hard. So yesterday I had a episode due and I texted my podcast manager slash producer, my podcast guru, fairy godmother, Jill. And I said, Jill, I don't think that I have a single decent thought in my head. Can you come on the podcast and ask me questions so maybe I have a chance of saying something that makes sense? And she, being the friend that she is, said, sure, of course, why not? So I am joined by Jill Carr today in a reverse podcast interview where she is going to tee up the questions to hopefully guide my thinking into something that is valuable, if not at least entertaining for you today. So hi, Jill. Welcome to Gather and Growth. Hi. So fun being on this side of things. I was going to say, what's it like to be on that side of the mic compared to just listening to me ramble and editing out my coughing? Weird because, yeah, I'm like, I kind of like being behind the scenes and learning your wisdom from that way. But yeah, well, <laughs> I'll do my best to tee you up. Well, since you are here on mic for the first time, I know a lot of women in this community know who you are because I've talked about you and they follow you. But for someone who is getting to know you for the first time, give us a little context of who you are, where you are, and how you got roped into this level of crazy. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you for having me on in this context. So yeah, I'm Jill Carr, and my husband and I live in the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we ranch here. We have two little girls, and the story goes that back, let's see, when Emily, so my first daughter's name is Emily, as you know, but so when she was born, I was working in town at a corporate job and loved it and got my full maternity leave. And then it was time to go back to work. And it was terrible because I got to see her like one hour of the day. And so anyway, we went through this journey of finding other options of part-time or more flexible work schedule and I found the world of freelancing. So I became a virtual assistant back in 2019. And one of my VA clients, Coach Kaya at the time, wanted to launch a podcast. So I helped her through that, not knowing anything, not knowing what I was doing. And then the rest is kind of history. I had someone else reach out after that. And then I, let's see, in 20... 22. Yeah. Last year fully Mm -hmm. pivoted into podcast management. And so now I'm doing that full time and 
I specifically work with rural women to launch and manage and grow their podcast shows. I love it. I actually think the story goes, you sent me an email and said, so I keep hearing you talk about starting a podcast and you keep not doing it. I actually do that. And I think you know Kaya and she trusts me. So do you want to work together? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I love it. That is exactly how it went, <laughs> except it was an Instagram message. And I messaged you and you're like, yeah, wh- uh, what do I do? Do I, Where do I sign? Basically. <laughs> so we got on a call and here we are. I've actually referenced you making that pitch several times because I think just as women as business owners and maybe people who identify as achievers, we just think everything needs to be so polished and perfect in order to put it out in the world. And I referenced the fact, yeah, you did Instagram message me and then you sent me like an, I don't know, maybe two or three page like description of who you are and what you did, like no website, no nothing. And I was like, Sounds great. Like it was such a good example of it doesn't have to be complicated to work. Right. So I've actually used that example many times for women I work with who are wanting to bring some sort of service to the world, especially in the realm of freelancing. Yeah. And the other thing too is I feel like something that has served me is when you see that there's truly a need and you can truly help it's like I, I get to a point where I'm like, I would feel bad not letting them know that I could help. It doesn't yeah. mean they have to take it on, but like just letting them know that there's people out there that can help them. And when people have done that to me, I'm always so grateful because you just don't always know that there's the option out there. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. And even if I did, I wouldn't have known where to start. It would have been super overwhelming. And because you especially understand the kind of lifestyle I lead, it was like such an easy move to be like, okay, I cannot do this on my own. And especially like, thank the heavens I made that decision because I, at that point in time, had no clue what the next, I don't know what, 13, 18 months of life was going to look like. Like this show would not be existing without Jill and her team throughout, you know, what I went through last year with starting therapy and then pregnancy. And then now like whatever this pseudo maternity leave (laughs) newborn life looks like, Having someone who can really be dedicated to help you through specific things that you want to do in the seasons you're in has been so valuable. So anyway, that was a side adventure, but 10 out of 10 recommend Jill Carr podcasting. Well, thank you. I'm not so an honored ad. to work with you. Yeah, <laughs> not a paid ad, um, but your mission is so valuable and I'm so honored to help get it out into the world. And you say you couldn't do it without me, but... You could. We just keep you accountable and keep it moving, but it's all you. (laughs) There would be an episode like once every 17 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it takes a village for all of us. It does. It does. Okay. So I want to ask, I think we had talked about this being just a kind of getting a picture of where you're at in your life. So for if somebody, maybe this is their first episode that they're listening to, paint a picture of where you're at today and kind of the last year of life and where you're at now with personal, professional, all the things. Oh, woof. That's a very loaded question. I feel like that could be the rest of the episode. Agreed. (laughs) Let it rip. But here we are. Obviously, if you are here for the first time or maybe you've been here for a long time, you know that I am currently an entrepreneur. But prior to that, I was in, I think a lot of people have like that. I went from corporate to small business space, but I was never in corporate. I was a fourth grade teacher and then in the nonprofit space. As I've mentioned, I'm currently figuring out what life as a business owner looks like with a newborn in a way that I have never done before because 
My last two times of having babies was six and a half and four and a half years ago. So when my first was born, I was a teacher, took a very unpaid but traditional 12-week maternity leave that went straight into summer. Any teacher listening to this knows that I rigged it right on purpose. And then when my daughter was born, same thing. I took 12 weeks. I worked a little bit here and there just because the day I came back from maternity leave was the start of our summer camp season, which was like my harvest. It was just balls to the walls for 12 weeks straight. So I had dabbled in work a little bit here and there, but it was still going into a separate space. And actually we had a nursery. So like I could hand her off to the nursery attendant and she could be snuggled for as long as she could handle not, you know, having milk. (laughs) And I could go to my office and get a little work done for a few hours and then leave. So, you know, this time around, first of all, we were not expecting to have a third. We said we were done back in September, got rid of all of our baby stuff and found out in the middle of February that we are bringing a very unexpected blessing into our family. And I truly would not have it any other way. It has been such a joy to, I won't say it has been a joy to experience pregnancy, but we can get into that. (laughs) But it's been really fun to get to go through this experience with my older two being the ages that they are and just getting to enjoy this whole season differently than in the past. When my first was born, we were just trying to figure it out on top of also having just moved back to the farm, like changing careers, getting established. And then when my daughter was born, it was two under two madness while also again doing a lot, just a lot of big changes. We moved houses the day after we brought her home from the hospital. So there was just a lot going on in life as I think a lot of people can relate to. Oftentimes the years that we are growing our family is also just the years we're getting established in a lot of other ways. This time around being settled into still a relatively new business while just being a lot more grounded in life in general has given us the opportunity to just go through this in a different way. But doing it as a business owner has been a blessing in so many ways. Like this pregnancy, even though... I had an understanding of how to take care of my body in so much of a better capacity and in a lot of ways helped me feel better than I had the other two around. It also was just a lot harder on my body, both physically and emotionally. I've been saying for weeks, like I haven't had a brain cell in my head for all of 2023. Like, man, like just severe brain fog and just like But at the same time, I was able to take care of myself. And when I didn't feel good, I had very dehabilitating nausea through week at least 17. And so being able to do what I needed to do for work and then go lay down is a luxury I did not have previously. And so coming into this current point in time, I gave myself four weeks of nothing on my calendar, which was great. And... It was kind of nice in those early weeks to be able to do things in my business as it felt fun. It gave me a little bit of a purpose outside of just being a milkmaker and a diaper changer and all of that. It was like, you know, kind of exciting to get to send emails or work on some behind the scenes stuff in my business that I typically couldn't have time for because especially this fall, I was just really in my business instead of working on my business. So having that white space was a blessing and felt really good and exciting. And then once my schedule picked back up, that's also when my daughter started waking back up. I'm, I will say I've been so lucky. We've had like the sweetest 
sleepiest, snuggliest newborn. And she's still, in the grand scheme of things, is so sweet and snuggly and sleepy, but she also became very opinionated and loud (laughs) around the same time that I started having meetings again. And naturally, of course, and, you know, it's one thing to keep her chill and content during the time that I'm actually doing client-facing work, being able to baby wear her or nurse her to sleep, but then it would come down to doing just the normal business owner computer work, whether it's like writing an Instagram caption or sending an email or approving podcast episodes or recording podcast episodes. And then she would be screaming. And gosh, it's very hard to get anything done with a screaming baby, much less things that feel like they need to get done. And of course, everything is relative. What is a need? But at the same time, I'm preparing for some very exciting stuff in the new year that I'm pumped about making some big shifts in my business. And so the past, I would say two weeks has just felt like a culmination of a lot, a lot of stuff in business, a lot of stuff in life. And I know that it is a season and it's a season that I have a lot of gratitude for. And that, you know, it kind of goes back to that choose your hard mentality. Like I wouldn't necessarily want it to be any other way, but it's like everything at once And even too many good things at once can feel like a lot. So it's like this combination of gratitude and also, holy cannoli, this is really freaking hard. And something that amazes me, even just in the work that I do with the women in this community in our masterminds is how much capacity we have as people to hold multiple emotions and things to be true at once. It's like, being grateful and also drowning. (laughs) Or oftentimes we try to silo our emotions or our experience into one category. And it's like, well, multiple things can exist in the same space and that doesn't negate any of them, but it's a very interesting thing to try to figure out on a minute by minute basis. Yes, for sure. I remember, so to share a little bit of context. So I had the 12 week maternity leave with our first baby and she was quote unquote, an easy baby. And so then when we had our second child and I was self-employed, it was like a four week maternity leave that was, I still had things on my mind. And then she came to work with me for the whole next year. And so I think I was subconsciously wishing for the maternity leave that I had with my Mm -hmm. other job. Mm-hmm. where it was like, I just focused on her. I had no worries in the world. But then when it was over, I had to go back to work. So it was like the maternity leave was great. But then life after that is that's mm-hmm. where I wanted the flexibility. So yeah, right. it was is very much choose your hard and right. that we can't have it really perfect all the yeah. time. Yeah. When I went back to work with my second, like I said, I went straight into the crazy season. Like I was pumping eight times a day on top of nursing her when I was home. Mm. And that's honestly, it was a couple of weeks after that started this whole like health and personal growth journey because I was so exhausted and frustrated and bitter and broken. Mm. And it's like, well, that wasn't any easier than this is. It's just, it's different. And so, yeah, yeah, it's a different hard, but I, wouldn't trade it, but I can still acknowledge like, I think Wednesday I cried many times just because it was like, there are physically not enough hours in the day to do the things that I want to do and also show up in the way that I want to show up. Well, and I remember 
for me, there was a lot of guilt of this feels so hard and I'm wishing for some time to myself. And then there was so much guilt and shame around that. And just, yeah, the lack of my own personal needs being met in mm-hmm. that conundrum of the push and the pull and then a toddler and a like a million things just like we all have. And so you and I have talked a little bit about that of hard things. We can do hard things and we have lots of hard things that we're faced with and we can get to the other side and that's all good and well. But like the toll in reality that the hard can take mm-hmm. is real. Like I was a mental case <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it impacts the hard things really can make a difference. So I guess that, I guess conundrum or the balance or the acknowledgement, I don't know, of the hard things and persevering versus taking care of yourself and asking for help and all the things. So what would you do differently? Because you're still a freelancer. And mm-hmm. if you were to be pregnant again, how would you or would you do anything different? Yes, I would want to take more time off, close, more like two, at least two months. So eight weeks I would want because I remember at the time after Morgan thinking, wow, that was not enough. Like I did not feel Mm -hmm. like that was enough to just Mm -hmm. focus on her and nothing else. Basically, I didn't feel like I had that, which it was just different too, because we had a toddler as well. So there's that reality as well. But, and I would... Yeah, ask for more help, whether that was in my business or around the house or with some childcare and just having more, I guess, space for whether that was, yeah, taking a walk or, and my husband is wonderful and would let me do that. And at the time it was going to get a Dr. Pepper and queso (laughs) (laughs) and just drive by myself. And so, yeah, I mean, and it just depends because I feel like I am also in a different place than I was two and a half years ago as far as what I know and I've learned about myself and just, yeah, personal growth and all the things. So I don't really know. I think it would be interesting to see how that would go if we cross that bridge, which is TBD. (laughs) Well, and your business is also structured so differently and like what you know to be true. Like we were talking about, we said we weren't going to do this. We were talking about this before we were recording, but Jill was actually in masterminds last year. And so we were reflecting back on in that time, like the mental roadblocks she was coming up to on what it would look like to outsource some stuff in her business or make changes to systemize or to not be so hands-on on the things that were so time consuming. And that felt so scary and overwhelming and impossible. And now her business is functioning in a totally different way with a full mm-hmm. team. And like you're even prepping for, I guess now when this episode airs, we'll be on the other side of Christmas. But really being able to take time off and having the structure in place to be able to make that a reality in a way that probably did not even feel feasible the last time that you were on a maternity leave, so to speak. Totally. And I think uh, there's just so much value in having that outside perspective to say, okay, have you thought of this? And then for me, my instinct was, well, there's just no way. And because not even, I don't think I was trying to be stubborn. It was just truly how I felt. And so to have somebody say, you know, just that push or the idea or to brainstorm or encourage in that regard. And then, yeah, it's a really big deal because this year my team and I are taking the week of Christmas off. And so that feels like a really big accomplishment. And it's not easy because we still have all the 
work to do of the machine of podcasting, but prepping for that and doing everything ahead of time that we needed to do, as you know, it's just been this big, uh, what do I want to say, journey of, okay, I started this business to be more present and flexible with my family. And it had a time where it was the opposite of that. And it pulled me more away from my family. And so I've done a lot of changes in growth and it takes a village and it takes a lot of support, different points of view and suggestions. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and being able to challenge those beliefs of like, well, it just can't be. And it was like, but why not? And I think a huge part of that was helping you realize truly what your zone of genius was. And that's been something that I've been going through and working with the business coach on this year is just like, what are the parts of my business that I do exceptionally well? And how do we really hone in on that? And for you, that looked like getting really clear and then building the comfort level and the systems in place to have people help you with the things that, of course, you were good at, but someone else could also do, which was a really big step in like, Letting go. And for anyone listening, whether or not you're a business owner, I think a lot of us go through that of where can I ask for help? And of course we can do all the things, but like, should we be doing all the things? And like, what really is the focus of your time and your priorities? And what does making shifts and maybe taking stuff off your plate and deciding what should be on your plate in the first place? Hey there, you magnificent rule rock star. I'm Emily, and you're officially on notice. Your dreams, they're about to get an upgrade bigger than a combine at the county fair. Buckle up, Buttercup, because the Ignite and Grow Micromind is rolling into town. Think six months of clarity on your goals, like a roadmap sprinkled with glitter and good vibes. Think sisterhood deeper than a Sunday potluck with women who get your dirt roads and dust devils. Think confidence so high, Dolly Parton herself is going to be starstruck. The Ignite and Grow Mastermind is a safe space for wild dreams and wilder laughter where negativity goes to die and support blossoms like a Texas bluebonnet field comes spring. We're talking bi-weekly calls fueled by my own personal brand of Hype Girl Magic, a digital workbook overflowing with juicy prompts and a community of like-minded small town movers and shakers who want to see you win. Now, I know what you're thinking. Emily, I'm so busy. I'm juggling kids and chores and maybe even a herd of stubborn cows. I hear you. These calls are virtual, so join from your tractor cab, your kitchen table, heck, even the beach if you gotta. Just don't forget the sunscreen. All we ask is commitment, respect for your fellow queens, and a willingness to chase your goals like a cheetah after a juicy antelope. This ain't for the faint of heart, though. We're talking sisterhood, grit, and a sprinkle of that special something that makes rural women unstoppable. So if you're ready to ditch the doubt, embrace alignment, and build a life that makes you want to yodel from the rooftops, then honey, you're in the right place. Click the link in today's show notes, grab your boots, and let's get this rodeo rolling. Ignite and grow Micromind, because rural women deserve to shine brighter than the starlit prairie sky. Something else that the mastermind helped me with and you helped me with is, and just in general, it's hard to see, you've referenced this before, I think, but the inside of the bottle or 
How does that go? <laughs> Where Yeah, like when you're inside the bottle, you can't read what's on the outside of the bottle. Yeah. And so for us, things are so second nature and we think that's just the way it is. And we can't always see what makes us special or the value that we bring. And so having that just perspective is invaluable because, yeah, you just don't know what you don't know or you don't know what you do know, I guess. And yes. Oh, that was so huge for me because so much of my business was like seeing a need, filling it, like bringing it to life, doing this, doing that. And so in 2023, I really took a, gosh, this is like very perfect timing for this episode to be coming out because we're like a couple days away from the end of the year. But yeah. it's been so powerful to me to take that step back and get that out high perspective and be able to think about like what could change and what are the pieces I'm naturally doing that I'm just like you and I are so similar in that. And I think a lot of not even just business owners, people, we just do what we do and we know what we know without even recognizing that there's a pattern to it or that there's a method behind it. Yeah. And having that outside perspective to be able to really extract that and then be able to look at it from a different way and ask those reframing questions. I mean, obviously that comes up in masterminds and in coaching, but that's where I'm really excited about this new program that I'm launching that's really not even new. It's taking everything that I have learned from masterminds and everything that I've honed and the transformations that I've seen and being able to bring it down to a level that is accessible for someone who doesn't feel like masterminds is quite the direction that they need to go. But once that community and being able to ask the hard questions and have those moments of self-reflection and accountability and being able to drive a goal forward in a way that's really intentional. That's why I'm so pumped about what's to come, but I don't know that I would have even thought to make a shift like that in my business without someone from the outside looking in and helping me identify like, what is the through line through all of these masterminds experiences that I've created? And like, what transformation have we really curated together over the past couple of years of doing it? Yeah. And I think also that encouragement to take the time to do that, because mm -hmm. for me, that was a huge hangup of, I barely have time to do the day to day and yes. my client work that my clients are paying me to do, let alone the time and space to think those things through mm -hmm. knowing that, okay, these are going to, this will help me make strides to make things better. But I felt very paralyzed in just taking the time and the space to make that happen. And so like just investing in really the time, that was my thing, you know, was investing the time to invest in yourself, knowing it's going to pay off and be better in the long run. But it feels so hard at the time because it's like, there's no time. I don't have the money. I don't have all the things that we jump to. And I think just moms, business owners, wives, farm wives, ranch wives, whatever. There's so many hats and it's easy to come up with a lot of reasons because it is, they're all legit reasons. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think about like if I had seen or even understood the value of what something like this could have had in my life, even when I was in my previous career, like just that clarity of in like having that intentional time with myself to really talk through what was in my head and heard that reflected back and then had the front row seat to what other people's thought processes and experiences and journeys look like. That's so 
So invaluable. And there's nothing I would change about the journey that I've been on or what that trajectory looked like. But gosh, I wish something like this would have existed even when I was in things outside of entrepreneurship, just to really push that growth piece forward and help me get closer to whatever alignment and contentment looks like in that season. Yeah. And I feel like there's a limit to what we can do in our own brain and heart almost. Like there's got to be an outside perspective of questions being asked or yeah, perspective shifts or ideas that are brought to us that again, you just don't know what you don't know. And just the challenge that can be presented in that format, because I mean, I feel like for me, at least it was, I feel like I'm doing everything that I can. And I just felt like I had hit my limit and I didn't even know that at the time. But now looking back, I'm like, I just needed perspective and encouragement and ideas. Well, yeah. And it's so different than even like, like there's an abundance. There is no shortage of information on the internet. (laughs) Right. Of courses or opinions of here's what you should do or do these five things and then be successful. Here's what I did. If you replicate it, your life will look like mine. But what I love about this community is it is not at all that. It's not a copy and paste. Here's what you should do better in order to blah, 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 or be enough or be worthy or be successful. It's really a community and a process around like whether you call it your intuition or your internet or whatever, but it's like, it's really ability to bring you back home to yourself and be able to have that mirror to reflect back your own thoughts and the things that you're saying and what you want in a way that sometimes can feel really muddy when you're stuck in your own head. Okay, so circling back to what we talked about in the beginning, can you share what has helped you and what it looks like going forward as far as postpartum and working with the baby and your business and all the things? That's a very good question. One thing I think that's really grounding this time around compared to the last two times is truly the understanding that this is a season. I knew that in theory. People tell you that. The last two times, but it feels very all consuming. And so, just having been on the other side of it with my other two, both Andrew and I have a very different understanding of like, this too shall pass. And so, that helps even in the hard moments to just like really know this is fleeting and it will not be like this forever. From a very tactical standpoint, as soon as possible. I mean, I feel like I talk about that all the time on Instagram stories is like just getting out of the house and going on a walk and getting some fresh air has been incredibly helpful as much as we can. I try to still do that in the mornings. It's a little complicated this time of year with a newborn in the winter. Like, And it's not like I live in a neighborhood where I can just bundle her up and I'm always pretty close to home. Like when I'm going on a walk, I'm in the country in places that are a little bit further away. So as often as possible, either Andrew is staying back from starting his workday so that I can have a little bit of a space for that, or even if he is taking the girls to school, that being my daughter and our neighbor friend, then he'll even take baby with him. And so that's an hour round trip. So that gives me some time. And just having that space when the rest of my day feels like a balancing act has been very, very helpful. Now, as a perfect storm, the last week and a half or so, 
We have started hauling grains. So that's on a time crunch as the elevators close at certain times. So that has been not working out as well. But just even from a tactical, one way that we're handling postpartum chaos is in the evenings, I put the big kids to bed and then I go to sleep with them at the same time. I'm talking 7.30 at night, guys. (laughs) Andrew stays up with her. And so that gives them some nice time. They like to stay up and watch movies. And that gives me a solid two, maybe three hours of totally uninterrupted sleep. And so that's been really life-giving. And then the rest of the night, like if I'm up with her, it just, it feels a lot more manageable than like constant uninterrupted sleep. And as far as going forward, I don't know, like we're not really sure exactly what or if we will do daycare in the same way we did the other kids. We have, we are so blessed with grandmas who want to help and have always helped with childcare. But in the previous job that I was in, like daycare was non-negotiable. So it was like we had to find something and that was just part of it. And even when I went full-time with my business, I kept my daughter in daycare because I just, being a mom is hard. Being a working mom is hard. Being a stay-at-home mom is hard. Okay. We can all agree that everything has its hard. But I think that being a working at home with kids at home mom is a totally different mind trip than anything else because your attention always feels like it needs to be somewhere else. Your kids need something, your business needs something, or even if you're working a corporate work from home job, it just, it feels like you're never giving anything the kind of attention that you want to. And they're constantly a battle with each other. And that's something I said to Andrew the other day. I'm like, I never did this on purpose. (laughs) And now here I am. So it's just, I know that is not something that is sustainable forever. She's just so little and I'm not ready to make that transition yet. I just know over the next couple of weeks as I prepare for what January has in store, we're going to be leaning into the people in our lives to help as much as possible just when I need to get stuff done. I do think that this is also going to make me massively more efficient in my business than I ever have been out of necessity. You know, with a full uninterrupted workday, it's easy to get sidetracked and end up doing this or that. But when you know, it's like I have the next two hours to get as much of my to-do list done while she's being taken care of by someone else. Like I got to crank it out. I think that's going to be really good for me because my ADHD brain struggles with like shiny object. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And and I got nothing but time. Right. That's worked up until this point. But so yeah, I'm, you know, going forward. We always kind of knew around the three month mark, we would figure out a more consistent childcare plan, whatever that looked like. And even really in January, but December I had in my mind, like, I'm going to be able to do both and it will be fine. But it turns out that when you're in a launch sequence, it is not as fine as I thought it would be. It's really (laughs) actually hard. And maybe that's bad timing on my part. And I had a friend be like, do you have to start in January? No, as a business owner, I get to make that choice. But when I'm looking at programs that have timelines attached to them. And if I want to do a certain number of them in a year, like, you know, January is kind of part of that. So yeah, I don't even know if I answered your question in the way that you were asking, but that's what it looks like now and what we're trying and just really staying rooted in, okay, what do we need and what does the season look like? And also knowing that it's a season. Like I don't like living by the mentality of, oh, I just want to get through this. Like I really, 
want to be fully present and build my life by design to not feel that we just need to get through this mentality. But I also know the next couple of weeks are going to be chaos and that is okay. Yeah. It just is what it is. That's the reality. It is what it is. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. And I remember it helped me knowing that I wasn't alone in the feelings of feeling torn and all of that. I think I have a different understanding too than the last couple of times I did this. It's one thing to say like, ask for help, but when we don't even know what we need, it's really hard to even ask for help. I've had this conversation a couple of different times, even in masterminds this week, and not necessarily related to childcare, but just in a variety of situations. It's one thing to say, ask for help, lean on your community, blah, blah, blah. But it's a whole nother piece of the puzzle to have the self-awareness to know what you need how to articulate those feelings, especially to your spouse, and then how to articulate the ways that you can either change things or have help or redistribute whatever. A lot of it comes first back to that big self-awareness piece. Totally. And I think especially in the newborn slash postpartum slash being a business owner piece of it was okay, I have someone helping with the baby. So do I go take a walk or do I go do this mountain of work or do I hang out with my toddler? Or, you know, like I remember that felt really hard of which thing do I do when I do have the help? And so again, yeah, you're right. Being self-aware of, and I guess just prioritizing and that's life in general of those things and knowing Like you said, okay, I need help with this one. I'm going to take the time right now to do this thing and then, and like being okay with that. Yeah, that's such a good question. And something that someone else asked me this week is, okay, when Andrew is home and he can help, can you sit down and work for an hour? And I'm like, okay, but like, I also am really self-aware enough to know that I need to go outside and go on a walk. Like what wins? Like what is actually going to make me feel better? And that is probably going to look different every day. And there is no perfect right answer. And I think it's like coming to terms with that too, is like for a lot of us that feel like we have things figured out and have a plan, seasons like this, and whether it's a newborn or gosh, I even think like harvest sometimes can feel like this. It's like, take whatever plan you thought you had and it's going to change 25 times between now and Tuesday. So kind of staying grounded in the moment and just like having that critical lens of what, can be let go of right now. Like I haven't made an Instagram post in probably a week and it's, yeah. Do I want to show up consistently? Do I have ideas for content? Would that be beneficial? Would that? Yeah. But something's got to give. And right now it's that and okay, it's fine. No, no one cares. Like actually no one cares. Well, and yet I like what you said about how just every day will look different and accepting that. And I think that really bothered me because I am very (laughs) structured and I want a plan and here are my expectations. Here's what I want to do, need to do. And then when that looks so different, I would be, I was basically setting myself up for disappointment because just in that season of life, it is so unpredictable and that's really hard. But I think, yeah, if you can somehow wrap your brain around being okay with that, I think that's huge. In our expectations of ourselves and the people around us and even in like our physical spaces, like sometimes just have to look different in different seasons. Like I cannot 
as much as I love when things are picked up and tidy and put away, I cannot be bothered to be stressed about that because I got bigger fish to fry right now. Right. So then you have to, yeah, just readjust expectations and choose to not be bothered by that. And it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's, yeah. hard. it's hard. But that's okay. And I also have to remember like the work that I'm doing right now is very purposeful. And one of my big goals for 2023 was what is it look like in my business to create some more white space on my calendar? I keep saying I want to write this book, but I literally, there were months of this year where I did not have a pocket of my work day that was longer than an hour. And so if I say I want to do that, like I need to create the white space for it. So the things that I'm doing in my business for January are to create more white space to be able to focus on family and to be able to give me the creative freedom to do these things that I know I'm being called to do. And it's taken some changing and it's taking some heavy lifting right now, but there's a payoff for it. It's not like I'm just spinning my wheels for the sake of trying to make myself crazy and keep myself busy. It's like I have that end goal in mind. And so it's double layered with holiday chaos, but there is a reason behind it. Which is very different than if I was just feeling a lot of pressure right now to do all these things in my business that were not leading up to something that had a finite timeline on it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have that direction and like you said, purpose that keeps you going and it's a blessing and a curse of (laughs) wanting to strive for that and also like you making the time. Right. And when this episode comes out, I will be on the other side of doing a lot of that heavy lifting and I'll just be super pumped about what is coming in January. It feels very cool to get to serve more people in a different capacity in a way that's super accessible. And like I said, create some of that white space that I've been really needing. I'm really proud of what I've built up until this point. But if there's anything I've learned about a growth journey, it's so cyclical. It's like you get to the point that like you've done something really well and then you realize, oh, something needs to tweak and maybe there's different opportunities. And so that's what that looks like for me right now. And I'm really excited about what 2024 looks like. It's going to be a totally different year. 2023 was like literally working on bringing a human to life, but it was also a a lot of taking a step back and turning inward and building out some infrastructure and finding some of the clarity that I personally needed. So yeah, I'm really pumped about what 2024 is going to look like. It's going to be a different year, but that's exciting to me. Every year can't look the same. Yeah. And I think in some ways, I mean, there's hard in all of it as we've discussed, but the hard is what you did in 2023 as far as that clarity and the finding that path and direction. And now it's just like executing it. That's like your jam. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I've really worked to even identify through so many of the conversations I have. It's just how cyclical growth is. It's like this spark of like, oh, something in my life needs to look different. How do I actively work towards that? And then it's like doing the work and then seeing it take off and then getting to a whole new level of, wait, something needs to change. Like, what could that look like? Like that exploration process and like doing the work alongside other people and then letting that take off. And it's so cool, like several years into this to see that cyclical journey represented in so many different ways. And ultimately a lot of that's going to be the framework for what I'm doing moving forward, which is really fun. I'm really excited. This conversation's making me excited. Gosh, Wednesday I was crying. Yesterday she like knew I needed a good work day and was like very productive. And this conversation's making me feel excited. So Thanks, Jill, because I'm sure if I had tried to record a solo episode, 
a whole lot of who knows what would have come out of my mouth. Well, you thrive in community and conversation. So it's true. It's it just came naturally. (laughs) So (laughs) that is true. Thanks for being here with me. Thanks for reading my SOS call for help. You're welcome. Anytime. Jill, I can't do it. I don't have the brain power to record a solo episode. Help. And we did it. Hopefully there's something in here that was meaningful to someone. But if not, I I just really enjoyed this conversation for us. I did too. I sure (laughs) love you. I love you too. Okay. And for anyone listening that's wanting to know more about what is coming in 2024, Jill and her team, being the rockstars they are, will link everything in the show notes. And at this point... I have gotten it together and I'm talking about it on social media. So tune into what's going on there. Registration is open and in a very finite capacity, limited spots. And on a limited timeline, we are jumping off beginning of January. So check it out. It's going to be phenomenal. And I just can't wait to see what kind of connections and clarity and community and confidence and impact it has on so many of us tuning in here today. So see you there. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Emily. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.